0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What do you do when exhaustion and depression stop you in your tracks? After her own experience, Pastor Juanita Rasmus learned how to be with God and herself all over again. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open
1: our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm 94. O Lord, the God who avenges. O God who avenges, reveal your splendor. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Pay back the proud. O Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked celebrate? They spew out threats and speak defiantly. All the evildoers boast, O Lord, they crush your people. They oppress the nation that belongs to you. They kill the widow and the resident foreigner, and they murder the fatherless. Then they say, the Lord does not see this. The God of Jacob does not take notice of it. Take notice of this, you ignorant people, you fools. When will you ever understand? Does the one who makes the human ear not hear? Does the one who forms the human eye not see? Does the one who disciplines the nations not punish? He is the one who imparts knowledge to human beings. The Lord knows that people's thoughts are morally bankrupt. How blessed is the one whom you instruct, O Lord, the one whom you teach your law, in order to protect him from times of trouble, until the wicked are destroyed certainly the lord does not forsake his people he does not abandon the nation that belongs to him for justice will prevail and all the morally upright will be vindicated who will rise up to defend me against the wicked who will stand up for me against the evil doers if the lord had not helped me i would soon have dwelt in the silence of death if i say my foot is slipping your loyal love O Lord, supports me. When worries threaten to overwhelm me, your soothing touch makes me happy. Cruel rulers are not your allies, those who make oppressive laws. They conspire against the blameless and condemn to death the innocent. But the Lord will protect me, and my God will shelter me. He will pay them back for their sin. He will destroy them because of their evil. The Lord our God will destroy them. 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 16-28 through 28. Solomon demonstrates his wisdom. Then two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of the women said, My master, this woman and I live in the same house. I had a baby while she was with me in the house. Then three days after I had my baby, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one else in the house except the two of us. This woman's child suffocated during the night when she rolled on top of him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was sleeping. She put him in her arms and put her dead son in my arms. I got up in the morning to nurse my son, and there he was, dead. But when I examined him carefully in the morning, I realized it was not my baby. The other woman said, No, my son is alive. Your son is dead. But the first woman replied, No, your son is dead. My son is alive. Each presented her case before the king. The king said, One says, My son is alive. Your son is dead. While the other says, No, your son is dead. My son is alive. The king ordered, Get me a sword. So they placed a sword before the king. The king then said, Cut the living child in two, and give half to one and half to the other. The real mother spoke up to the king, for her motherly instincts were awakened. She said, My master, give her the living child. Whatever you do, don't kill him. But the other woman said, Neither one of us will have him. Let them cut him in two. The king responded, Give the first woman the living child don't kill him. She is the mother. When all of Israel heard about the judicial decision which the king had rendered, they respected the king, for they realized that he possessed divine wisdom to make judicial decisions. 1 Kings chapter 5. Solomon gathers building materials for the temple. King Hiram of Tyre sent messengers to Solomon when he heard that he had been anointed king in his father's place. Hiram had always been an ally of David. Solomon then sent this message to Hiram. You know that my father David was unable to build a temple to honor the Lord his God, for he was busy fighting battles on all fronts while the Lord subdued his enemies. But now the Lord my God has made me secure on all fronts. There is no adversary or dangerous threat. So I have decided to build a temple to honor the Lord my God, as the Lord instructed my father David. Your son, Whom I will put on your throne in your place is the one who will build a temple to honor me. So now order some cedars from Lebanon to be cut for me. My servants will work with your servants. I will pay your servants whatever you say is appropriate. For you know that we have no one among us who knows how to cut down trees like the Sidonians. When Haram heard Solomon's message, he was very happy. He said, The Lord is worthy of praise today because he has given David a wise son to rule over this great nation. Hiram then sent this message to Solomon. I receive the message you sent to me. I will give you all the cedars and evergreens you need. My servants will bring the timber down from Lebanon to the sea. I will send it by sea in raft-like bundles to the place you designate. There I will separate the logs, and you can carry them away. In exchange, you will supply the food I need for my royal court. So Hiram supplied the cedars and evergreens Solomon needed. And Solomon supplied Hiram annually with 20,000 cores of wheat as provision for his royal court, as well as 120,000 gallons of pure olive oil. So the Lord gave Solomon wisdom, as he had promised him. And Hiram and Solomon were at peace and made a treaty. King Solomon conscripted work crews from throughout Israel, 30,000 men in all. He sent them to Lebanon in shifts of 10,000 men per month. They worked in Lebanon for one month and then spent two months at home. Adoniram was supervisor of the work crews. Solomon also had 70,000 common laborers and 80,000 stone cutters in the hills, besides 3,300 officials who supervised the workers. By royal order, they supplied large, valuable stones in order to build the temple's foundation with chiseled stone. Solomon's and Harem's construction workers, along with men, from Byblos, did the chiseling, and prepared the wood and stones for the building of the temple. 2 Chronicles chapter 2 Solomon gathers building materials for the temple. Solomon ordered a temple to be built to honor the Lord, as well as a royal palace for himself. Solomon had 70,000 common laborers and 80,000 stonecutters in the hills, in addition to 3,600 supervisors. Solomon sent a message to King Horam of Tyre. Help me as you did my father David, when you sent him cedar logs for the construction of his palace. Look, I am ready to build a temple to honor the Lord my God and to dedicate it to him in order to burn fragrant incense before him, to set out the bread that is regularly displayed, and to offer burnt sacrifices each morning and evening and on Sabbaths. New moon festivals and at other times appointed by the Lord our God. This is something Israel must do on a permanent basis. I will build a great temple, for our God is greater than all gods. Of course, who can really build a temple for him, since the sky and the highest heavens cannot contain him? Who am I that I should build him a temple? It will really only be a place to offer sacrifices before him. Now, send me a man who is skilled in working with gold, silver, bronze, and iron, as well as purple, crimson, and blue colored fabrics, and who knows how to engrave. He will work with my skilled craftsmen here in Jerusalem and Judah, whom my father David provided. Send me cedars, evergreens, and algum trees from Lebanon, for I know your servants are adept at cutting down trees in Lebanon. My servants will work with your servants. To supply me with large quantities of timber, for I am building a great, magnificent temple. Look, I will pay your servants who cut the timber 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 120,000 gallons of wine, and 120,000 gallons of olive oil. King Horm of Tyre sent this letter to Solomon Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. Horm also said, Worthy of praise is the Lord God of Israel, who made the sky and the earth. He has given King David a wise son who has discernment and insight and will build a temple for the Lord, as well as a royal palace for himself. Now I am sending you Horam Abai, a skilled and capable man, whose mother is a Danite and whose father is a Tyrian. He knows how to work with gold, silver, bronze, iron, stones, and wood as well as purple, blue, white, and crimson fabrics. He knows how to do all kinds of engraving and understands any design given to him. He will work with your skilled craftsmen and the skilled craftsmen of my Lord David, your father. Now let my Lord send to his servants the wheat, barley, olive oil, and wine he has promised. We will get all the timber you need from Lebanon and bring it in raft-like bundles by sea to Joppa. You can then haul it on up to Jerusalem. Solomon took a census of all the male resident foreigners in the land of Israel. After the census his father, David, had taken, there were 153,600 in all. He designated 70,000 as common laborers, 80,000 as stone cutters in the hills, and 3,600 as supervisors to make sure the people completed the work. New Testament reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 through 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Chapter 2 When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come with superior eloquence or wisdom as I proclaimed the testimony of God. For I decided to be concerned about nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and with much trembling. My conversation and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not be based on human wisdom, but on the power of God, wisdom from God. Now we do speak wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are perishing. Instead, we speak the wisdom of God, hidden in a mystery, that God determined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood it. If they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things that no eye has seen or ear heard or mind imagined are the things God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed these to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the things of a man except the man's spirit within him? So, too, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things that are freely given to us by God. And we speak about these things, not with words taught us by human wisdom, but with those taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. The unbeliever does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him. And he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The one who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself is understood by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, so as to advise him? But we have the mind of Christ. Chapter 3 Immaturity and self deception. So, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but instead as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready. In fact, you are still not ready, for you are still influenced by the flesh. For since there is still jealousy and dissension among you, are you not influenced by the flesh and behaving like unregenerate people? For whenever someone says, I am with Paul, or I am with Apollos, are you not merely human? What is Apollos really, or what is Paul? Servants, through whom you came to believe, and each of us in the ministry the Lord gave us. I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused it to grow. So neither the one who plants counts for anything, nor the one who waters, but God who causes the growth. The one who plants, and the one who waters works as one. But each will receive his reward according to his work. We are co-workers belonging to God. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, but someone else builds on it. And each one must be careful how he builds. For no one can lay any foundation other than what is being laid which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each builder's work will be plainly seen. For the day will make it clear, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what kind of work each has done. If what someone has built survives, he will receive a reward. If someone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If someone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, which is what you are. Guard against self-deception, each of you. If someone among you thinks he is wise in this age, let him become foolish so that he can become wise. For the wisdom of this age is foolishness with God. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about mere mortals. For everything belongs to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death, or the present or the future. Everything belongs to you, and you belong to Christ. And Christ belongs to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and righteous and holy God, we thank you. We thank you for another day, a new day with new mercies. And we thank you for the mercy and grace that you give us through your word. Thank you, O God, for communicating with your people. Lord, we live by your word. It is indeed the bread of life. It sustains us. It holds us up. It edifies us and corrects us. It it lets us know who we are and it points us to you, Jesus. So we thank you for your word this morning, this afternoon, this evening. Whatever time we find ourselves sitting with your word, O God, we thank you, O Lord, that you bring about justice. As the psalmist cries out, Over and over again in Psalm 94, there is a a desire, a longing to see you arise, O Lord, to take notice. You, the one that made the human ear, certainly you hear. You hear the deeds of the wicked, the plots and plans of the wicked. You who made the human eye, you see, O God. You see all of the lies and the trickery and the evil, O Lord, near and far. And God, we ask that you would protect us. We ask that you would bring about justice. We know that in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, justice has broken into right now. But oh God, we are weary and tired. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would bring in an even greater measure of justice and revival and holiness and hope to our weary, weary hearts, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh God, that you would raise up leaders after your own heart, those who will honor the people. And respect the people, O Lord. And we pray that you will sit down and you will remove leaders who are in it for personal gain and who lack integrity, O God. We ask that you would protect your people by granting us leaders after your own heart. And merciful God, we thank you. We thank you for your word that points to Jesus and Jesus alone. It is so easy for us to get fixated on other people. And we give you thanks and praise for honorable leaders and Ministers of the Gospels and preachers and bishops presently and throughout history, you have used to help shape our faith, to help grow us up, to support us, O God. But let us never get it twisted that you are God and God all alone. You are God by yourself. You are high and lifted up. You are the only living God. And let us not give your praise and glory to any person. O God, help us. Help us when we do that. And, oh God, one of the evidences that we do that so easily is that when they, when they disappoint us, it rocks our faith to the core. But our faith must always be in you, oh God, and not an individual, not a fellowship, not a denomination, not a tradition, but in you, Lord Jesus Christ. So right now, by the power of the Spirit, would you search us, O oh God? And would you remind us, would you show us, would you point out where we are giving your glory to anything, any person other than you? Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God, that you correct us from saying that we are with Apollos or Paul or with Cephas or some contemporary leader right now. But instead, O God, we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you thanks and praise for the way that you use leaders in our life. It is in your name that we pray and entrust ourselves. Amen and amen. Juanita Rasmus experienced what she
0: called the crash, and what her counselor labeled a major depressive episode. This landed Juanita up Busy pastor, mother, and community leader in bed. When everything in her life finally came to a stop, she found that she had to learn to be with herself and with God all over again. If you are longing for a trustworthy companion through dark days, this book is for you. Each chapter includes life giving spiritual practices to help you discover your own new ways of being. Get your copy of Learning to Be at IVPress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the Promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of
1: God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table.
0: Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just,